Here we go. It's another big week in the NFL for the Chicago Bears. This is the Bears Wire Podcast, powered by USA Today Sports. Now your host, Ryan O'Leary, and Bears Wire editor, Alyssa Barbieri. 2018 was a great ride. 12 wins and a division title. Ryan was executive of the year and Matt was coach of the year. We thought we were on our way. Unfortunately, it could not be sustained. Instead, we regressed. Our offense failed to show improvement. We continued to struggle at home. We did not close the gap within our division. In the end, we didn't win enough games. All right, welcome to the show. We've reached the end of another ridiculous season of Bears football, Alyssa. And uh, we just heard from George McCaskey there. I mean, you couldn't even fully enjoy the team officially moving on from Matt Nagy and Ryan Pace, which you've been looking forward to for months. You couldn't even enjoy that on Monday, could you? I could not. I mean, it kind of, it was, it felt fitting because just like, you know, Matt Nagy had his second half collapses, you know, where the first half was really solid and then it just kind of all went to hell in the second. That's what it felt like on Monday because there was like this high that like Bears fans were riding, even though we knew that it was misdirected and we knew eventually we would be, you know, let down because that is the life of a Bears fan. But, you know, Bears fans were celebrating because not only did they fire Matt Nagy, but they actually fired Brian Pace. And that was something that, we didn't expect to happen, you know, because we all the reports we heard and, you know, George McCaskey, you know, liking, you know, Ryan Pace, but they did what needed to be done and got rid of both of them. So there was something to celebrate there. And then George McCaskey took center stage and it just it all went to hell. And I mean, you know, Ryan, you you, you made it through half the press conference, you said, and I, I, I applaud you for that. Because only Bears fans would have sat through that much. Yeah, it was an hour long. And uh, I encourage fans to just go read Alyssa's piece on Bears Wire. It was so comprehensive. I didn't have to sit and suffer through the whole hour. Uh, but, you know, so full, just full disclosure, you know, I'm still fairly new to doing Bears Talk with you, Alyssa, right? We've done this now for two full seasons. And I knew coming in when we started the show that the Bears suffered from the same kind of nepotism that many NFL franchises do, right? Rich owners turning the football into a family business, passing it down to their kids who have no idea what they're doing. But, oh, my God, I had no idea it was this bad, Alyssa, right? George McCaskey, he's clueless. I, I just That's where I want to start my sympathies to you and Bears fans. Like, I had no idea it was this bad. Uh, he, he Just as soon as he opened his mouth, it was like, oh, no, oh, no. Uh, and I guess it's content-wise – Bears content-wise for us, it's great, right? Because we're going to spend a whole show talking about this. But I had no idea it was this bad, right? As soon as he opened his mouth, it, he's just clueless. Yeah, I mean, we kind of see why he only talks once a year. <laughs> because if he talked multiple times a year, I think that we would go insane. I mean, I, I remember tweeting after. I like, I feel like I lost a year off my life. <laughs> yeah. Just like watching a whole hour just of that nonsense. It was embarrassing. I mean... Last year's press conference when both McCaskey and Phillips sat side by side and, you know, you know, stuck by Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy, I thought it couldn't get worse than that. And the way that they handled that and the lack of accountability and all just, you know, just being clueless entirely. And then it got worse somehow this year, or at least just as bad, which I didn't think was going to happen, you know, especially considering they made the right move to, to also fire Ryan Pace. I was like, okay, maybe there's some hope. Uh, I should have known better because it was just an absolute mess from 
start to finish the way he started it off as soon as he opened his mouth, I think 30 seconds in, I was like, oh no, this is going to be really, really bad. (laughs) And there, I mean, like you said, I did a whole thing because I was just having, I was like, I have to do something about, because there's, and the whole thing was embarrassing, but there were some moments that really stood out more than others. And it was just God awful. And it's like, how is this guy in charge of this football team, the charter franchise of the NFL? And how is he this clueless about football or running a franchise? It was just bad. Yeah. And, and again, you just have your finger on the pulse of the fan base so well. You knew fans needed that article you put on, on Bears Wire, Alyssa, because everybody's feeling the same way watching this press conference. And for me, uh, it, you know, right off the bat, him just reading off a sheet of paper, uh, that annoyed me. It's just like, <laughs> can you just talk to us like we're human beings? Or put out a statement. Don't read off a piece of paper. I don't know why. That just kind of annoyed me. So I was already like annoyed uh, going through the presser. And then Blasting Bears fans, Alyssa, for something a high school student section chanted at Nagy's kid during a high school football game. I mean, that's how we started off. That's how we start. Holy crap. Can you be more oblivious to your audience, which is literally your fan base, right? When you do press conferences, you're not just talking to the media. You're talking to your entire fan base. And him kind of blasting the fans for that for again it was a high school student section that did that and and then of course as you wrote the transition from addressing jeff dickerson's passing which i'm sure meant a lot to you know bears media to saying that quote parker dickerson was about the same age as matt Nagy's sons and then going into that part about you know, bears fans chanting at a high school football game i mean who in the PR department let McCaskey write and say that? Listen, nobody looked at his little sheet of paper and said, no, 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 we got to change. This is not a good idea. This is a very bad transition. Don't do this. But literally a minute into his presser and it was already embarrassing, as you wrote. And this thing went on for an hour. Yeah, it was bad. I don't know. Maybe he, I mean, you would think he'd let his mom take a look at it. It's not like, you know, she's a matriarch. <laughs> well, Virginia's <laughs> like 100, then, right? Could she read? I mean, she's so old. I mean, yeah, I, I don't mean I that mean, in a bad way. You'd be surprised. <laughs> she's still, you know, she's sharp, sharp as a, pack, yeah, which she's is sharp, why huh? I'm like, I'm like, why is she not running things that, I mean, it can't be worse than her son. I'm like, dear God. I mean, like, I mean, at first I was like, oh, you know, look at him, you know, pay, you know, paying tribute to Jeff Dickerson. And I was like, and, the, and then he did the transition. I was like, what the hell Wow, was that? Like, that's that's your opening. And you wrote that down and you, you decided like after writing it down and then reading it and then reading it again out loud, you thought that was a good idea. Like, I mean, it's just he's clueless, not only in the football sense, but it's like in like a common sense. Yeah, it, it, it so, was tone, really bad. so tone deaf. And then he's like, he goes right into singling out players. Uh, he talked about <laughs> David Montgomery and Roquan Smith, who we all love, Alyssa, right? But he 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 singles yeah. those players. I just he, he basically says, I just want to single out David Montgomery and Roquan for giving their all in every single play. And that's just insinuating that you think other guys on the team aren't giving their all. Is it, Alyssa? Like, again, it's like, we don't care. Fans don't care how proud you are of David Montgomery. We don't care. Like, that's not what we're here for. We, we missed the playoffs, right? I mean, we just fired the head coach of GM. We got to figure out, we got to restructure the whole thing. We're, we're waiting to hear what your plans are. And you're, you're, you're singling out Montgomery and Roquan. It's like, again, it's like, dude, what are you talking about? We don't care. That part I thought was amazing, Alyssa. Yeah, well, at least we could all agree, I think, now that Roquan Smith's getting the contract extension, which, I mean, I think that we all assumed yeah, that was going to yeah, happen. Yeah, they, they love regardless. him. Cle- clearly, they love him. I mean, that stood out, and, you know, that didn't even make my embarrassing moments. And now, like, I, there was <laughs> so much have. that happened, I completely forgot about <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, it made because, my notes. I was like, what like, the hell? 
I was I only watched that once, Ryan, so I was not going back yeah, and doing it again. But like like you said, how do you single out? Like, granted, I love Roquan and and, and Monty. Like, they're they're two great players, and they are two leaders on this team on their respective sides of the football. But at the same time, when you're singling them out, I know he did say, "Oh, the whole team." But no, 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 no. When you were saying individual names, like in saying, "Oh, they gave it gave it their all this year." What about all the other players on this roster, the 51 other players on the active roster and everyone that's come and gone? Khalil Mack played through an injury for two months and then had to have season-ending surgery. What about Khalil Mack? Like, I mean, you see, like, the effort. Robert Quinn, who had an incredible bounce-back year. Justin Fields, who's getting killed back there and having to deal with, with Matt Nagy kind of calling the shots. Like, I mean, there's so many different players that, I mean, you could single out a whole bunch, obviously, for both good and bad reasons. But the fact that he, like, he... Did that? That's just that's ridiculous. Yeah, again, uh, I mean, nothing was good enough, George. Nothing was good enough. The whole team <laughs> failed. The whole franchise failed again. We don't care how proud you are of David Montgomery. We don't. We love David Montgomery. Mom, mom's disappointed. <laughs> yeah, mom, mom is very, very disappointed. And very, then, very. And, uh, yeah, very. Yeah, and I can't wait to get your take on this. I'm going to actually give you the the floor here. Just go off because then we learned about the quote modified organizational structure, and he goes into this part of his presser. Or I mean, I'm sorry. His uh, his written down a statement that he was reading off his piece of paper. Like that again annoyed the hell out of me. And we learned that Bill Polian will be involved in the hiring process, and that Ted Phillips will no longer be involved in football operations. So at first, okay, that's good. But Phillips will be involved with hiring and negotiating the contract of the next GM. So McCaskey also tells us that the new GM Alyssa will, will report directly to him while in the same breath telling us that he's not a football guy and he's just a fan, right? So this is where the press conference really went off the rails. But what do you think about the modified organizational structure that he talked about? I, I think that he thinks we're a lot dumber than we all are. Uh, I Like, we're as dumb as he is. Because, like, for someone that doesn't know a whole lot about football, considering this is his only job and that he is supposed to be in charge of the Chicago Bears, I know you're not going to be a scout, right? Like, I understand that but you can still take the time to learn about the game of football, especially considering that you own a franchise and that is the only thing that you do. You should take the time to educate yourself and to learn the basics. But, you know, like, like you said, the organizational structure, I mean, it's, I guess the only positive thing, probably like the only positive thing to come out of this press conference was that Ted Phillips is no longer involved with football operations, which is encouraging moving forward. He said that the new GM will, you know, basically serve as just like you know like the president of football operations and all that uh so i mean that's one good thing and then he started to talk about you know who's going to be leading the coaching search with him and you have bill polian you know someone who thought lamar jackson should be a wide receiver so maybe i hope they got their take about you know or you know kind of check with him that justin fields is a quarterback just so he's clear (laughs) you know i'm just saying so i mean and then and then ted phillips is going to be involved too which i mean i understand the negotiating contract part but like he should not be involved he should not have any input on the head coach because he is not a football guy he's never been a football guy he's been been an accountant basically so let him just come in when it's time to negotiate the deal but like when ultimately you know mccaskey said he's going to be the one picking the new head coach which terrifies me even more than, you know, ha- I mean, at least Bill Polian, you know, he's, he's been around football. I mean, granted, it's been a while, but, you know, at least he's a football guy. Uh, unlike McCaskey's going to have final say. So, I mean, I, I just think the whole, the whole thing's a mess. And I think, like, that's the point where everyone started to realize, holy crap, things might actually get worse after Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy. 
I don't know, maybe there's the one hope I think that we have is maybe they look into finding the right guys, you know, because so far looking at some of the guys they've requested to interview head coaching wise and GM wise, there are some encouraging names there. So let's hope that, you know, Bill Pullian seems to, you know, still have, you know, a pulse, you know, albeit, you know, a weaker <laughs> pulse, I guess, at this point, because he is. Been a, he's been away for a little bit, but, you know, yeah. he seems to have some sort of a pulse at this point, unlike McCaffrey. So, I mean, so far I am encouraged, but I think like you, you hit the nail on the head, Ryan, like that's when things completely started to kind of spiral out of control. And that was like not even halfway into it because it's kind of like, you know, McCaffrey sitting there and he's like, okay, well we have changed. You know, the, there's a different organizational change. Now the GM, instead of reporting to Ted Phillips, he'll report to me. You, the, the the guy that's a fan and not a football expert, like what? Like in yeah. what what way exactly. does that make sense? That's why you want. That's why fans were asking for some type of president of football operations so he could oversee the GM, right? So you bring someone in, like if that's Bill Polian, then you know, give him the title. Don't just say, oh, he's you know he's a consultant. Like actually, like give him that title because it sounds like Bill Polian essentially is acting as that uh, president of football operations right now, but. I mean, whatever new structure that he's, you know, you know, presented to us, it doesn't make me feel any better. It's essentially the same thing at the end of the day. And I mean, that's kind of where I think he really lost people and people, you know, fans were like, oh, my God, this could be really bad. And and he must have known it because as that presser went on, he seemed to get saltier. Right. He just didn't. He he wasn't (laughs) happy. And I, I just like, could you imagine sitting around the Thanksgiving table with the McCaskies? I mean, that would just be awkward. It was just like, <laughs> oh, it, it just reminded me like of an episode of The Office with Michael Scott. It just, it, it was something off. Uh, and again, I just, I had no idea how bad it was, Alyssa. Again, I got to keep going back to that for Bears fans. I'm sorry. I, I did not know. I've been doing this for two years with you and I did not know it was this bad. I, I knew the, I knew there was problems in the front office and all that and ownership. <laughs> I didn't know it was this bad. And, and again, Bill Polian, why why should we get excited about Bill Polian? Uh, I mean, because once upon a time he hired Tony Dungy, okay, and this new book, which I didn't make it that far in the presser, but <laughs> apparently he's got this new book that McCaskey kept mentioning. Uh, I think oh, that God. was in your article. So man, oh, what, he mentioned what it a mess. twice. Yeah, he mentioned it twice, um, and and like you mentioned, I mean, there was a lot of uh, like you're mentioning Polian and then bringing him bringing him in and like this you know, with the head coaching search and the GM search, you know, undergo, you know, obviously they're in the middle of that right now. I mean, it's like deja vu from 2015. This is the same thing. He, like McCaskey is talking about a different structure, but like in terms of like the hiring process, it's the same thing, except for you substitute Ernie Corsi for Bill Polian. And then you got the same exact thing. And we saw what happened from that. It was Ryan Pace and they essentially forced John Fox on Pace is, you know, what uh, a lot of people believe at this point. So I mean, it's just, it's the same, it's like the same thing. It's just like nothing is actually changing. Monday reminded us that no matter how much things change, the more they stay the same. That that saying, right? I think that thing kept coming to mind. And we'll keep picking our way through this and look forward to what could happen next. I think the Bears, not only was that press conference super awkward, but they were in an awkward spot, right? They got to hire a new head coach and GM when there's a bunch of other teams trying to do the same thing. And how would that look? Alyssa and I will talk about that right after this. This is the Typical Sportsbook Minute. Let's make this interesting. What's up? This is Jeff Clark from the Bet Slippin' Podcast presented by SportsbookWire.usatoday.com. I'm here with my handicapping homie, Nathan Beagle, to break down this weekend's NFC wildcard round matchup between the Arizona Cardinals and the Los Angeles Rams. 
Our friends at Tipico Sportsbook have the Rams favored three and a half points and the total sitting at 49 and a half. I'm taking the Rams. I'm laying the three and a half because McVay has owned Kingsbury since Kingsbury joined the NFL. Uh, the Rams are five and one straight out, four and one and one against the spread versus the Cardinals since 2019. And Murray, Kyler Murray, has struggled against the Los Angeles Rams with just an 81.8 quarterback rating, seven touchdowns to nine turnovers. Nate, how do you see this game playing out? Yeah, I'm also on the Rams to cover. They're going to be healthier in this game and also have the advantage in the trenches. Cardinals have lost four of their last five. Take the Rams minus three and a half. That was your typical Sportsbook Minute. For a limited time, new users in Colorado and New Jersey from this podcast will enjoy a special welcome bonus. Get your bonus today at usatodaybet.com slash podcast. That's usatodaybet.com slash podcast. See Tipico.com for terms and conditions. 21 plus only gambling problem. Call 1-800-GAMBLER in New Jersey. 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado. All right, we're back, Alyssa, and uh, you know that first segment was a very good uh, therapy session, I think. Uh, but I want to inject some positivity into the show because uh, we haven't done that in, in months. So here it is. Let's lead it off here with give me your number one reason why Bears fans should have some hope and should feel good about the team entering twenty twenty two. What's your find me one reason why Bears fans should have hope? Uh, Justin Fields. <laughs> Thank you. Yes, and okay. I think. I think that's a big reason, too, why you're going to see the GM and head coaching jobs are so attractive is obviously you have the Bears and their charter franchise who wouldn't want to come here with the history and the opportunity. Because, you know, I mean, I know that McCaskey just like looks like a complete embarrassment, which he is. He's a dope. But I mean, a lot of ownership is around the NFL, right? So ultimately, once you're in the door, it's going to be. Yeah, it's not just them, but I mean, they just do a damn good job of, you know, doing it publicly and just being (laughs) humiliating. So, I mean, so I don't think that's going to that's not going to really deter any candidates from coming here. And I think uh, obviously the Bears being the the historical franchise that it is, that'll be a draw. But now you also have a rookie uh, quarterback on their rookie deal and you have Justin Fields, who just has just such talent that hasn't even been tapped into yet because he needs the right coach. I think we all know that. And that's why hiring the head coach is going to be important, you know, and that's why I think a lot of, you know, Bears fans are scared, <laughs> you know, are they going to be able to get it right? Because you have to bring in a head coach who, if he's an offensive minded guy, then he needs to, develop. he's going to be responsible for developing fields. And if he's a defensive guy, then he needs to be responsible for bringing in the people to develop Justin Fields. And that should be a big part of it. So, I mean, it's just, you know, looking at it, I still think it's a very attractive job for both. And we've seen that already with all of these different interviews. They've really cast a wide net of diverse, you know, head coach and GM candidates that they're going to be interviewing or have requested to interview. And, you know, it, it, you kind of have hope or you want to have hope that, you know, maybe things will change. And if they luck into getting the right guys in place or, you know, getting guys that at least know what they're doing, which, I mean, aside from really Mark Trestman, um, and Phil Emery, I'll even argue, like, you know, uh, two cycles back, uh, I think you could argue that, you know, maybe that that's a, there's a good chance they, that does happen. And then Justin Fields is going to be a big reason why this team either succeeds or doesn't uh, in the next several years. Did you just say we're relying on luck, Alyssa? That's that's a little scary. I, I see did. why Bears fans I, are so nervous. Yeah, I could see. I completely I see did, and it's true. Yeah, it is. It is. We're, we're hoping they luck into the right choices. Oh, man. And, and yep. that's so true because they're in a very tricky situation. And again, yeah, why should we have some hope? Justin Fields, number one, 
Uh, but, you know, hopefully Tevin Jenkins, Darnell Mooney was a superstar this year. He was great. Wide receiver one. Uh, McCaskey's guy, David Montgomery, right? <laughs> Jalen Johnson, Robert Quinn, Roquan. We have a core. Um, and again, we don't have to listen about Andy this and Andy that anymore. It's Justin freaking Fields. It's his team. We know that. We're ride or die Justin Fields, and that's how we go into next season, right? We don't have to do that anymore. So that's why we should have hope. But the Bears pairing a head coach and a GM, it's, that's a hard thing to do in one offseason, right, Alyssa? Like, we're in the world now when you're just look when you're just looking for the head coach, aren't you trying to like entice that head coach, right? It's not just money anymore, it's power. Like, how much control does that coach get? The the big name coaches, the guys that stick around for decades, have basically complete power. And uh, you know, so that's an interesting thing. When you when you bring in a head coach, you might want, okay, well, what are you gonna give me that this franchise isn't gonna give me? how much power and control are you going to give me? That's a hard thing to do when you don't have the GM in place yet, right? So so that's going to be a tricky thing for them. Do the Bears need to hire the GM first, right? Like now I'm almost like maybe we shouldn't have fired Ryan Pace because they, they don't they have to figure out the GM piece first? Like how do you hire the head coach without the GM in there? But then again, if Brian Flores, who was like surprisingly let go in Miami, if he's your top guy, are you're not going to wait for the GM if you can get Brian Flores and pluck him before somebody else does, right? So that's... That's an awkward place to be. Again, everything is awkward right now with the Bears. But trying to get the GM and the head coach at the same time, that's tricky. Do you think it has to go GM first? I mean, you look at it, and that's what you would like to see. And I think that's, I mean, that's one of the same things that McCaskey said, one of the very few uh, same things that he said during that press conference is that their aim, obviously, is going to be to get the GM in place first and then hire a head coach. But like you said, it's something like Okay, I blacked out that part, I guess. I was was blacked out with rage and missed that. Like, but like you said, if Brian Flores or maybe Jim Harbaugh, you know, co- you know, comes available yeah, yeah. and, you know, especially with Harbaugh with, you know, he's someone that's going to want a lot of power and he's going to want, you know, maybe, you know, then you bring him in to help you find the GM or you to find a GM that's going to be able to work with that, have that understanding that Harbaugh is going to have that kind of control. If that's the case, then yes, you hire the head coach first, but, you know, there's not too many candidates that, you know, you would do that for. Uh, but I would think that hiring the GM would be the first thing that you have to do because I mean, you want to have the GM in place because the GM is going to work with the head coach. They work really closely together as we all know. So wouldn't you want to have your, your new GM in place as you're conducting, you know, these in-person interviews, like from my understanding, the bears are, they have like a, a wide net of head coaching candidates that they're going to interview virtually. And then the ones that, you know, stand out, leave an impression, then they're going to, you know, conduct a second interview in person. So at that point, you would like to have a GM in place so the GM can be in the room when you're interviewing this head coaching candidate because they're going to need to work together. I mean, one of the few, you know, good things that Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy did well was, oh, my gosh, if you had collaboration on your Bears bingo card, go ahead and drink. You know, they collaborated very well together. Collaborate. Uh, it just collaboration. I mean, they collaborated well. It just wasn't in a good way. <laughs> you know, obviously, which is why they're both gone at this point. Right. But, you know, they worked really well together and it was never a contentious situation where it was with Pace and John Fox, for example. Like there were reports that, you know, they you know clashed a little bit. So you do want to make sure that you that they get along on the same page. So whether you hire the, hire the GM or the head coach first, 
you know, when you hire the other one, make sure that, you know, they're in the room too as you're conducting these interviews because that's a big part of it, that relationship. Yep, got to make sure there's collaboration. We don't want that to die off. Collaboration. <laughs> we, we now, so, I mean, like I said earlier, you, you always have your finger on the pulse of the Bears. Like, what, is it, what name is attracting the fan base the most? Like, GM. Like, who do you think the Bears fans want the most? Like, what, what name has the biggest buzz right now? Yeah, so far, that'd be Morocco Brown uh, from the Colts organization. It's funny because it'd be both him and also, and also Ed Dobbs. Uh, but Morocco Brown is someone, the, the Colts director of college scouting, he's someone that stood out. And, you know, even Adam Hogue, Hogue from NBC Sports Chicago said that he's a, a, quote, strong candidate for the job. And, you know, he's someone who... He's been the right-hand man to, to Chris Ballard, who also interviewed for uh, the Bears GM job back in 2015 before it went to Ryan Pace, ultimately. Uh, so Brown, and he has a really, a really good eye for talent, which, you know, obviously that's a big part of this. And he's been a big, he's, you know, been a big part of the success that Indianapolis has had. And there was a clip someone shared on Twitter last night that, like, uh, from him and working with Dobbs, actually. And, like, he seems to have, like, a really cool, you know, fun, bubbly personality. So I think Bears fans would like him. I mean, I think Morocco Brown is someone that's garnered a lot of buzz so far. And I'd also say Ed Dodds, both from the Colts at this point. But, you know, so far they only have five in. I mean, Jeff Ireland, they are they put in a request to interview. And that's a name that's, you know, drawing some buzz because that's perhaps, you know, people are trying to connect the dots from him to Jim, him to Jim Harbaugh. Because, you know, that's the main thing, right? Like a lot of most Bears fans, well, a lot of Bears fans really want Jim Harbaugh uh, to come to the Bears. So, I mean, that's where the Jeff Ireland connection yeah, comes yeah, in. That's but, just a great you know, program there's, there's for been the a Saints. Few. Yeah, that Saints program is just so good, you know? That's also where Ryan Pace came from, though. Oh, okay. So, well, yeah, I forgot about I mean, that. So, <laughs> good point. Yeah, that's what the Bears were thinking before in 2015, right? He came from the Saints and, you know, he was touted as the next, you know, GM. He wanted to find his Sean Payton and and Drew Brees, which he never did. Matt Nagy and Mitchell Trubisky definitely were not that. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, so so that's all good stuff. And, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll take anyone from the Colts' uh, front office, just not Carson Wentz, please. C- good God, he can yeah. just – yeah, he can I want to know who had uh, – <laughs> if that's Ballard, let's, please tell me that's Ballard and not even Dodds or Brown because, oh, I can't, I can't handle that. Yeah, Car- Carson <laughs> Wentz, I mean, they lost – they just had to win and get in, Alyssa, and they just had to beat Jacksonville to get in. The playoffs, they're not in the playoffs, the Colts – I still can't believe Houston that. Houston beat Jacksonville. They just, had to be, they just had to beat Jacksonville. So, okay. And so the GM thing, very fascinating. And then the head coach thing. I mean, we know the Bears are going to be interviewing all kinds of guys. I think they're interviewing Dan Quinn uh, again. They've interviewed him before. They're going to interview him again. And there's just all kinds of names. You mentioned Jim Harbaugh. We talked about Brian Flores a little bit. Uh, you know, We talked about Ryan Pace coming from New Orleans. Eric Bieniemy. he's always a guy, always a name. Uh, but it feels like we kind of been there and done that with the Chiefs thing. Maybe we don't go for Eric Bieniemy. Names like Kellen Moore and Brian Dayball. If you're looking for a coach who could develop a quarterback, right? Kellen Moore just did that with a guy. I think he has a similar skill set as Fields and Dak Prescott. He developed Dak Prescott into a you know a stud, and I mean Brian Dayball. He developed Josh Allen into like he was a fumbling inaccurate mess as a rookie, and now he's an MVP. Uh, so I think both of those guys would be interesting. Leslie Frazier, I, I heard a little bit of buzz around that name. Like he's like really being considered, and I mean obvious appeal, former Bear defensive guy, but he's sixty two. Alyssa, he's older. I don't know if I want to hire as much as I respect Leslie Frazier. I mean the Bills' defense is amazing. I think they finished the year number one in scoring defense. So the, I mean he he could do it. 
but he's 62. He's just, I don't know. I might want a younger coach. So who's who's top of your wish list right now at this point for head coaches? Well, my number one, you know, he hasn't officially been. I don't even know if they would announce it, but Jim Harbaugh is my number one. I mean, no we were talking there. before no the show, there. you and I. Yeah, no surprise there. Um, like, I mean, I think the Bears need a coach like like Harbaugh, someone that's really going to hold his guys accountable, uh, someone who has experience and success at all facets, all levels of the game, you know, whether it was in the NFL with the 49ers or in college with Michigan. And as a Michigan fan, the only way I would like Jim Harbaugh to leave Michigan is if he is to come to the Bears, right? And there's that connection too. He played for the Bears as quarterback. So he has an understanding of what it is. He was one of, he's one of the Bears best quarterbacks in history. And that says a lot. I mean, that, that says more about the Bears quarterback situation, but I mean, so he understands what it is to be quarterback in Chicago. And he's someone I think that can help Justin Fields. And, you know, he helped Justin Fields, you know, be really good at Ohio State uh, and Michigan. So there's that. Oh, how um, dare you? But, how dare you? Know, you again, we have to see. <laughs> I know. Um, but yeah, obviously I want Jim Harbaugh, but we'll, we'll yep. see how that that pans out but but out of the coaches that they've interviewed so far uh i think my top two would be uh brian flores uh i have no idea why the Dolphins fired him unbelievable one of the unreal especially after taking a team that was one and seven and then finished eight and one and was i think he was four and two against the patriots and bill belichick which is really impressive and you kind of see what he's done and then one of the reasons why there is a report why he was fired is because like well, he was too hard on people, which I mean, that's exactly what I want in a head coach. I want somebody who's going to hold the players and staff and everybody accountable for what they're doing and their success or, you know, their struggles. Like that's the kind of coach that you want. Like we had, we already had Matt Nagy who he's like the fun guy. He might've been too nice, nice. Yep, too nice, too nice. And that, that didn't work at all. I mean, it was fun when they had all that talent in 2018 and Vic Fangio was a big part of that as well uh, on defense. And yeah, it worked then, but if you don't have that talent, you need someone that's really going to a disciplinarian in a way, but you know, you need to hold people accountable and you need a tough coach like that. And I think, Flores, and that's why I want Harbaugh. That's why I think like someone like that would be a really good fit, I think, for the Bears. And the other one I think uh, that's atop my list is Brian Dable, like we were talking about. Um, I mean, when you've worked with Bill Belichick and Nick Saban, I mean, that's, I mean, that's where I think I'm really intrigued by that. I think that he's someone who we've seen, like you mentioned, he knows how to develop quarterbacks. I mean, I, I remember too watching Josh Allen. I was like, oh God, he's gonna, this is this is not going to end well. There's another bust. And then you see what he's been able to do with, with Allen and that Bill's offense. And he, unlike Nagy, he's not afraid to run the ball. And David Montgomery would certainly love that. So, I mean, there's, it's an intriguing list. Like even Doug Peterson, who I know he's from the Andy Reid coaching tree. I know we were talking about Ryan who were, we're not really high on air. It's the enemy. There's a little, you know, hesitation there, but you know, Doug Peterson is someone who guess he's from the Andy Reid tree, but he has, he won a Super Bowl with the Eagles. You know, he's found success. I mean, Carson Wentz looked the best when he was with Doug Peterson. So, I mean, some even someone like that, you know, is intriguing. Uh, I mean, it's going to be really interesting to see kind of some of the candidates who emerge after this first round of interviews who get that second interview. But, you know, I really think it's a diverse group so far. And again, I'm trying to be cautiously optimistic that maybe they luck into it. There's that word again. Maybe they luck into finding the right guys. Yeah, I love your list. I love Harbaugh. I think Harbaugh is my number one as well. 
just success in San Francisco, success at Michigan. Just hand him the keys. Uh, and I think that would be a great hire. And I think Bears fans would be ecstatic about Harbaugh. So, yeah, I think he's an easy number one. Flores, I'm super high on as well. I would love Dayball. The one coach I don't love, Doug Peterson, I don't love him. I think he's kind of a tool. I mean, maybe that's because I'm a Patriots fan, Alyssa, and he beat the Patriots in the Super Bowl. I'm probably still not over that. Nick Foles, that whole thing. Oh, look, it all kind of connects, right? There's connections there. Yeah, Doug, Feeders, <laughs> Doug Peterson Foles. and Nick Foles. Maybe, maybe he'll make Nick Foles his starter. He comes in here. He loves Nick Foles. Oh, my God. Okay, no, Doug Peterson's out. Yeah, He's yeah. out. <laughs> I think Peterson's got to be out. But, yeah, I love, I love that. Harbaugh, Flores, Dayball, someone like that. You know, so, you know maybe uh, a younger coach that could come in here and kind of command the room and, and be that guy. So it's going to be fascinating. We're going to have to watch this all play out. We'll be just, I guess we're just watching for who the team interviews, right? We're just, we're just locked on that thing. These, these Zoom interviews, that's all the rage. There's articles all over the place on, on who the team's interviewing next. It's kind of crazy. Yeah, and, you know, we're going to, like I said, it'll be interesting to see, you know, who gets those second interviews, right? Because, you know, they're putting out, because, I mean, it's happened, uh, like, very quickly. Like, I was telling you, Ryan, like, I've just been, like, writing nonstop. I've been in front of a computer for, like, the last 20 hours, it feels like. Uh, Just kind of, like, keeping track of everything, because they have so many different head coaching candidates, even at this point, and different GM candidates, and, you know, you're, you're trying to keep up, and, you know, it'll be interesting to really see, you know, they have those Zoom meetings first and then who really leaves an impression to earn that second interview. And, you know, hopefully I, I hope, you know, and then maybe, you know, Jim Harbaugh factors into this somehow. And if not, then I hope he stays in Michigan. But I mean, the, it's officially the off season, And I know they just, you know, fired your head coach and GM and things are normally pretty bad when you do that. But, you know, it's hard not to be cautiously optimistic at this point of the year. And the fun's just beginning. Yeah, it's the return of hope, right? It's a new season, and uh, and we'll see what happens here. Uh, and again, yeah, just just keep your eyes locked on Bears Wire because, Alyssa, there's no days off for you. I mean, we've known this is coming. The, the season's been over since basically Thanksgiving, right? We, we knew this was coming. Uh, and But again, you, you, the Monday after the season, do you get a break? No, you have to cover a one-hour-long George McCaskey press conference that is literally all over the map. So, yeah, you're you're going to be very, very busy until – They've picked their head coach and GM, and I guess our plan is when news breaks and when there's actual real things happening, we're going to jump back on here, be it January, February, whenever that happens, probably January. I think I don't think it's going to take too long. Uh, when they make these decisions, we're going to jump back on here and cover it. That's the plan, and I mean, we can, we'll see because it kind of obviously depending on the direction they go and whether they hire the GM or head coach first, you know, you'd figure they want to kind of get it done as early as possible so and i know everything's like a year like oh here sorry a week you know late now because you know obviously the 18th uh week so uh yeah i mean it's gonna be pretty busy off season i'm really curious to see how this all pans out because i know that you and i are either gonna rejoin and end up just kind of just ripping this whole thing or celebrating and having false you know false hope maybe at this point or maybe it's actually the you know the moment where everything changes for the Bears franchise, which I mean, I wouldn't count on it, but you know, it, it's definitely going to be an interesting offseason for sure. Yeah, we haven't gotten to celebrate since the episode we did after the draft last year. We actually got to celebrate for uh, for yeah. one episode, and then it was back to business. And uh, you know, maybe we'll get to celebrate some awesome hiring soon. So, so that's where we're at. We'll be watching for it, Alyssa. Great job all season on Bears Wire and on the show. I, I really appreciate you. You showed up every single week for me, and you you even let me take a couple days, uh, a couple weeks off, I should say, to hang out with my son when when he was born. So 
Uh, it's just been it's been a blast. I, I can't believe we're through two seasons already. Feels like we've been doing this for like ten years. That's what it's like covering the Bears, as you said. <laughs> Mc, you know, McCaskey took a year off your life on Monday. And we, we're through two full years of this thing. It's been a, it's been a lot of fun. Thanks for showing up every week. Yeah, no, and it's it's always a pleasure working with you. I feel I love that every time we come on here, we just have fun or like it's a therapy or a venting yeah. session, and it's always the best part of my week. So. I mean, it's gonna be a busy off season, so you're not going too. We're not going too far away, so of course not. No. <laughs> we still got plenty to cover, but it's it's been a great year as always. And I feel like you're like an honorary Bears fan <laughs> only because you've I had totally to am. endure. You've had to endure all of the pain and just struggle. So really cherish being a Patriots fan. <laughs> Uh, we're going to get smacked by Dayball and Josh Allen here this weekend. It's all good. But Future no. Bears coach Brian Dayball. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Future Bears coach Brian Dayball is going to smack the Pats uh, this weekend. I fully expect that to happen. But no, I mean, yeah, no, I am fully immersed in uh, just the just the suckitude that is the Bears franchise and just the pain that it is. And uh, But hey, I, I don't want to go back. So for Alyssa, I'm Ryan O'Leary. Thank you to everyone who's joined us throughout the season. And uh, we will talk to you as soon as news breaks on the Bears' next GM or head coach. Alyssa, you know the final word. Well, yes, thank you to everyone for listening. And as always, bear down. This USA Today Sports Podcast has been presented by USA Today's Sports Media Group and is available in your favorite podcast store. Make sure to subscribe for weekly updates, the latest fantasy picks from Corey Bonini, and the Huddle Podcast, Inside the Weekly Line, with Sportsbook Wire's Jeff Clark and Eston McLaren, and the Bet Slippin' Podcast. We'll see you again next week.